Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Extra Points presented as ever by Omaha. I hope the last week, nay, last two sports weeks have treated you and your teams well. I'm on cloud nine. After a late night, I became a night owl for the umpteenth time. A night owl is Sarah Tiana, as I but as I tell my story before I even say hello to you, is that uh, when you st- when when the Pittsburgh Penguins are playing on the West Coast and the game transcends the midnight hour in Pittsburgh, PA, the legendary play-by-play announcer, Mike Lang, would always say, and I would literally be laying in my bed and he would be describing exactly where I was. He's like, hey, now, better turn that radio down. Don't let mom and dad hear that you're staying up late listening <laughs> to the Penguins. But it's 11.59 and here we go. Midnight, you are now officially a member of the Night Owl Club. And as a little kid, you were like, yeah, and, you, and you, these weren't games you saw. They were on the radio. So it was a fascinating thing. And uh, now you can watch them on TV, which I did. And the Penguins somehow fighting against uh, 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 against the statistics and the analytics and everything else. Trying to scratch their way into the playoffs. And they vanquished the current President's Cup team, the team with the best record in the NHL right now in overtime, the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, it's exciting stuff. Let's talk about all of it. But first, let's say hello to you and belated happy birthday, Sarah Tiana. How was your week off? Oh, it was fun filled because it was my birthday and then it was also my son's birthday. So I saw the latter part. Happy birthday to the little boy there. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people got older this week. And mm. uh, yeah, I think I aged twice going through his birthday, but it was great. And uh, and I'm excited to be back. And I'm excited well, for th- to see you and our guests. Yes, I was going to say I want to I want to hear all about birthday parties and everything else. But I'm always nervous that when football season ends, we're not going to have enough to talk about. So in my yeah. mind, I always make a check mark like let's talk about kids' birthday parties sometime in March, <laughs> April, or June when we don't have anything to talk about. So I'll kick that down the road right now. In favor of saying hello to our guest, and he's well-timed, and talk about not having stuff to talk about when football season ends. We talked about in our last show here that um, two weeks ago that you were concerned. What was going to bridge the gap between football and baseball? And, you know, we had the bright idea, the puck. Maybe uh, Sarah Tiana can get back to her passion for L.A. Kings hockey or otherwise. And we decided that because Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, in fact, had the good idea. He said that since you're from Atlanta, it should be the Calgary Flames since they moved from Atlanta, of course, up to Calgary. And uh, and, and now update us. Oh, also, and yeah, and then Winnipeg because the Jets used to be the Atlanta Thrashers. So you had a yeah. choice between those two. <laughs> we intellectually decided collectively, I feel like, that it should be Winnipeg. And that made some sense, or maybe Calgary. But you tried to watch the Calgary Flames earlier this week, play the Los Angeles Kings. Tell us about it. Yeah, last night it was Kings Flames. And I was like, you know what? Uh, My first hockey game ever was a Flames game. I have friends that were on the Flames. And, you know, and like, 
I was like, yes. And then I watched the game last night and I'm like just cheering for the Kings the whole time. And of okay. course they lost. So then I like the team that loses too. Like I, I, I don't, I mean, the Kings are right in the middle of the standings. You know what I mean? They, they might make the playoffs. So I'm like, this is more fun. This is more fun. And I have Kings gear. It just feels like I should just stay a Kings fan. And then I can go watch them in person whenever I want. I don't have to wait till they come to town. Like all my other teams, I have to wait till they come to the town. People so used to ask me all the time about like all the time. Maybe all the time. Every day banging down your door. <laughs> yes, yes. People, rows of people gathered out in front of my front door, uh, press pool to ask yeah. the big question. What if Pitt and Indiana played in the Rose Bowl for the national championship? Oh. Who would you root for? And my response is always like, I know it would be fun to try to answer that with my brain, but this is ultimately a decision that'll be made by my heart and my gut. I can't know until I'm actually there watching it. I think that's what you experience. We tried yeah. to make a decision intellectually. It's not one that can be <laughs> chill. It's, it's spiritually the right decision. So good for you. And I think speaking of well-timed and excited <laughs> about a guest, first of all, the ultimate ray of sunshine. I mean, this guy is, is just <laughs> delightful. I think we've crossed paths three times in our lives and he is consistently just jolly as all get out. Maybe once you catch him in a good mood twice. Okay. This guy's got a, he's got a energetic three times. He he's uh he's the kind of guy I wish I could be, you know, just happy and uh, to, to be doing uh, fun stuff like he's doing. He's the host of the puck off podcast, hysterical stuff with Frazier Smith. You can catch him at Zany's in Nashville, Tennessee on March 12th at Zany's in Chicago the day after on March 13th, he's our pal, Kent Bryan's best pal. He's Joe Bartnick. What's happening, man? Diehard Penguins fan. That's what I really should have left led with here. How are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. What is up, Dave and Sarah? This is an honor to be on this show. And Dave, you're a legend. I want to be like you. Please aim higher, grow up, all that crap. How are you, man? You tell the start it off. I, that's what we were talking about with Tiana a couple weeks ago. There's something about the, the the quality of the sport, the nature of the sport of hockey that that I don't know. It, it taps into the to I don't even mean necessarily in a good way. Sometimes like it's hard. It taps into the to the darkest elements of your soul. And by the way, I, I find it remarkable still at my advanced age that these that these strangers from Russia and, <laughs> and and from the New England region of America and Canada all over can impact my emotional well-being as much as they do, positively and negatively. But I'm over the moon right now. I'm really in on these Pittsburgh Penguins and what Sidney Crosby is doing. He's trying to will this team into the playoffs once again. It's one of the great deeds we've seen. How say you? Oh, first... Absolutely. I mean, I've been all in since about 1980. And other than, you know, my my family and my dogs, I care nothing more about than the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, that's really it. I mean, that's all I really have. <laughs> I love it. We come in at the exact same time. And by the way, over the weekend, somebody posted the video again. I guess they do it every year. When the Edmonton Oilers, when they first got to the NHL with uh, with 18 year old Gretzky or whatever he was, 19, 20 years old, and that collection with uh, with Slat Sather and company rolling into the igloo when the Pens were still wearing the two tone blues, 
Right. And they had a Royal Rumble for all of time. And I was a little, little kid there. And I remember literally when I talk about the intensity of the emotions, I literally remember looking around and there were grown up people crying. The fight, <laughs> Tiana, was so crazy. Everybody on both benches out on the ice. And one penguin was laying face down and a guy was punching him in the back of the head. Poor people. <laughs> it was it was insanity. And the the old uh, uh, organist Vince Lashide was playing Let There Be Peace on Earth on the organ. And like people <laughs> were trying to get down on the ice to help out the penguins in the fight. It was the craziest thing. And it's one of my earliest sports memories. It's it's intense stuff. And that's long before the penguins were ever even remotely good. Right, Bartnick? That's the bond that as certain right. people have with this team is we were the Clippers before Lemieux. Like mm -hmm. my grandfather took so much crap for being a huge hockey fan. Nobody was a hockey fan in Pittsburgh. There's a few, but that was it. it. It's a shame. He never got to live to see Lemieux. It's inconceivable to think that for the last 40 years about we've had, except for maybe three or four years, the best player on earth, and we have five Stanley Cups. Like, and, and the only thing that matters in life, we're ahead of the Flyers 5-2. I can die in peace. Like, they'll never catch up. It's amazing. That's why I hate the Flyers so much. They used to beat us on the scoreboard, beat us on the ice, beat us to death. That's why it, it's just, I, I, I thought my only passion is really hockey. <laughs> Well, you should know, Bartnick, behind the glass sits a Rags fan and a diehard one at that. I've told him in the pain rankings <laughs> among the old Patrick division teams that I, I, I'm not trying to insult him. Outside of the playoff series a couple of years ago, they haven't really caused me very much pain. I don't I don't, my least favorite teams, not just in hockey, but in all of sports, again, to talk about the intensity of it. The Islanders replaced the Flyers for me with the latest playoff vanquishing of the penguins they finally replaced them but the flyers are number two those are my least favorite teams in in all of sports that that's enlightened dave you know it to me you know like they the nbc tries to push the capitals narrative that yeah. been one or two years they've been a doormat you know <laughs> graves injuring lemieux put the put the, the the hate meter on 10 for about five years but then they got yager and after that it was kind of like you know, I'm not going to hate any team that has Jogger except the Flyers. You know, there's, it's never not going to be the Flyers. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code listen up omaha full the word omaha and the word full and then you place your first bet up to 1250 dollars. if you win great if you keep those winnings but if you lose you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet 21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana massachusetts maryland michigan new jersey new york ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia and wyoming new users and first ten dollar plus wager only must register with eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bonus bet twelve hundred and fifty dollars bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after 
qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, I, so you bring up Yager and Tiana, I want you to hear this story. I, I know you told it on Puck Off already, but I, I ask that you tell it again because it really is a gem. Two weekends ago now, they, or wait, well, how long ago was that? Now, yeah, two weekends ago, they retired Yarmir Yager's Jersey. And and the thing that's crazy in Pittsburgh is the thing that I always, you know, swoon about and point to and say, you know, Pittsburgh sports fans are spoiled on this level. Lemieux mm-hmm. only played for the Penguins. Terry Bradshaw only played for the Steelers. Um, Jack Lambert and Mean Joe Green and Roberto Clemente and Pop Stargell. These are the icons. They are the best players in each of those franchises history. And they only wore black and gold. And that's pretty cool in the age of free agency. Now, Yager wasn't that. And yet it felt nice that they brought him home and, and, and hoisted the 68 up into the rafters. And there was so much celebrating in advance of it. Tell us the story. It, it began before the actual day when they hoisted that uh, sweater up to the rafters there. It has begun. It's been a, it's been a, crusade of mine for 25 years since the day he left that I thought we were missing a piece of, you know, I mean, one of the top 10 greatest hockey players of all time. And when he went around and did his mercenary tour, I, I was okay with that. When he became a flyer, it was, I mean, let's face it. There's a, a press guy. He just recently retired who just really, you know, slandered um, Yager and that's he got a bad rap in Pittsburgh. And then he went to the flyers. So I, I know I I have his doll on top of my Christmas tree every year, <laughs> like Jesus, except for the year he went to the Flyers 
and I put him in my closet and I thought we lost that year to them in the playoffs because I didn't throw him away and finally rip off the, you know, finally end the, end the crusade. But it's, has been a crusade of mine to have his number retired as a penguin. So I was sitting in my house and I thought, you know, I thought I was good with it. I actually thought I was going to be in Houston because I was in Houston this weekend for comedy. So I'm like, well, I'm booked. I, there's nothing I can do. Then I realized, oh my God, it's Sunday. I'm like, I really should go. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make it. Then I saw probably my favorite, my favorite penguin that isn't part of the Mount Rushmore of penguins and, you know, three of the 10 greatest and four of the 50 greatest players ever. The numbers are iconic. I saw Ronnie Francis, the man whose jersey I would wear into any arena on earth as a symbol of the, the United Nations. Like I was a peacekeeper. I was the Red Cross. Like nobody <laughs> hates Ronnie Francis. I could wear that jersey in the garden. I could wear it to stay. I could wear it. Hey, Captain Ron. Nobody hates Cap. It was like the easiest way because you wear Lemieux, you wear there's jealousy. You wear Sid, there's hatred and jealousy. You just can't wear those jerseys. And I, I want to see games. I don't want to be in a fight. Long story short, I was on my couch. I I I, I scrolled through Twitter. I saw Ronnie having dinner with Lemieux and Yager, and I freaked out. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I not missing this? I waited 25 years of my life to do this. And through the power of orbits and uh, Ticketmaster, <laughs> any favors, I didn't say, hey, I need to get I just, I had to do it. That, that, that's why credit cards were invented, guys, just to do it. <laughs> Who cares? I'm not paying for it anyway. I what have a, a question about your story. I have a real quick, Dave. No, please. You said you have a Yager doll on top of your Christmas tree instead of where Jesus would normally go. Is that what you put on top of your Christmas you. tree I'll normally? <laughs> you normally have G. Don't people put a star on top of a Christmas tree? Am I crazy? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, there's a star, but there's Jesus. I mean, there he is. See? Uh-huh. Okay. Czechoslovakia because a friend of mine. <laughs> An old club owner bought it for me because the other, my penguin yogurt doll doesn't quite hang as nice. Okay. All hey, right. the anniversary as it happens <laughs> is this day. Where do you both come down on this? I'm an American born and bred, obviously banks of the three rivers and all that. I 10 years ago, I think today is the 10 year anniversary of Sidney Crosby scoring the overtime game winning gold medal winning goal against the U.S. of A. And I celebrated because Crosby is the one who got it. I wasn't rooting for Canada. I was rooting for Crosby to get the game winner. And he got it. And I was pleased. I've asked a lot of people, including number 87, Sidney Crosby himself, if this is bad form. Kiana, I start with you. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I remember when that happened as well. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. I was cheering for the U.S. And then when it happened and, you know, you lost, the best way to accept the loss is to go, well, at least he plays for a Pittsburgh team. It's not like, you know, he always plays in Canada or he's against it, like with a team that everybody hates. Like he is a beloved member of American society. So I think to cope, you go, well, at least it was him, you know. And not some jerk 
but no. I, no, it wasn't I, coping. I really it wasn't coping, Tiana, because I was cheering for him before he scored the goal. Before? Okay, that's way wrong. Yeah, and no, in 1987, Just, I did the same thing with, yeah. with Mario Lemieux against the uh, against no. the hated Soviets in no, the Canada Cup. And so no. this this was a through line of greatness. Hold on. Both I'm just going to call the Capitol and get your citizenship revoked. Oh, I didn't Hold know. On. I didn't know if you were going to blow call. on a call to Biden or the Capitol Police. I didn't no, know. my uncle's a two-star general. I'll just make it happen. Hold <laughs> on. Is this wrong or right, Bartnick? No, I'm all. I'm always pro uh, Sid. I'm, I'm pro Gino. You know, I'm pro Penguins. Mm. You know, it, I just don't want to see any Penguins get hurt. That's my biggest fear of any international <laughs> competition. I think Fair. Tortorella is going to send someone to hurt, you know, Sid, you know, so he can't come back and play in the playoffs. That's always my biggest fear. I was happy Sid got to go. That's really, it's really close. I, I'm always just don't want someone I don't like to win. I'm more that way. Yeah. But don't you feel right. like, like, cause now they don't send pros. Like now it's all like college kids and amateurs that play in these games and, in in the olympics anymore and so are you do you find yourself just still as excited for those olympic hockey games or are you like "Mm, this is more like just watching uh pre-draft standings i actually went to the first year uh in korea that they Mm -hmm. the pros Mm. decided not to go they're actually coming back to play in the olympics in four years or two years but i was at the first non-pro olympics in like okay. you know 20 years it was fun and the women actually won then so it was it was kind of fun it's kind of like kind of like getting the silver medal <laughs> like i saw the girls win the gold medal but it wasn't the yeah. men the men the men got exploited but uh you know no I, I i just wish it was college kids and we could all just go nuts but it's never going to be that way again i mean yeah. the, the the u.s olympic team in 1980 is my favorite sporting win, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe ever as far as how awesome it was. It kind of transcended everything. If you were old enough to remember that, it was incredible. And it really put hockey on the map in mm-hmm. America. Was- I suspect that you and I, it's not uh, a coincidence that uh, we jumped in as intensely as we did um, at the same age when that happened with Mark Johnson arriving. Number nine, who then was taken over years later for one season only by the aforementioned Ronnie Francis. Look at Tiana yawning. She's like, (laughs) nerd, what kind of dork would say, who cares that you know that is one thing. The fact that you say it into a microphone is is completely unnecessary. (laughs) I get it, Tiana. No, I mean, I hear the Miracle on Ice story from Al Michaels. Like once a year, they always have him on ice and like during that anniversary, so... I feel you like know, I've heard. If, if you think about it, he's been uh, he's been arguably the greatest announcer in sports for the last mm-hmm. 50 oh, years. And mm-hmm. he's still known for that more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That what is that? 44 probably, years right? ago? Yeah. Yeah, certainly that's the greatest play by play call. Uh, I, I think people would say that. Uh, that it's not that he's best known for that. I think people would cite that as the single greatest play call of all time, right? The Giants won the pennant. The Giants won the pennant. Maybe would compete with that. I'm trying to think what else would even be on the short list. Do you believe in miracles is like, you know, this is one small step for man. This is one giant step for mankind. I mean, it transcends yeah. everything. 
I, mean, I was, agree, though, that it would be better if the college kids would get back to doing it. The biggest mistake that we as a nation made in sport and perhaps uh, beyond sport was when we like in 88, our college basketball players lose to I don't even remember who Russia was it. I don't remember who we lost to in 88 in in Korea. And then uh, so we decide in basketball. And so then we decide, like, all right. We've been sending our JV, but we're going to now show the world because somehow this has gotten sideways. Now we're going to send the actual good guys and and teach you a lesson. And so we did and annihilated everybody by 272 points a game. And point proven. Now just go back to the JV. At some point, they're going to get you. You're going to get miracled. And that's exactly what happened. And it stinks. And now we can't take it back. We could have forever just been like, Remember the dream team in 92? Don't make us do that again, world. But instead, we gave away that power, right? Right, because it made basketball so popular that now people are better at it in other countries. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. That's right. We Everyone saw the dream team and was like, we want to be like Mike. So that's how, so you, now they're just better than us at it. But I think that's also why, like, the NBA All-Star game is so boring. It's because... The all-star game was like such a big American staple, but the international players are like, wait, we don't get a week off. We have to come here and play a game that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. like, they're just like, no, no, no. We're European. We believe in off days and off afternoons and off mornings. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, they're just like not interested in the all-star game and then nobody else is. On top of all the young kids who are just like, eh, we'll just rather be on TikTok then do a three-point challenge. I just want to make they it just clear make to everybody. so much money. It's such a yeah. boys club now of millionaires. Yeah. And nobody wants to get hurt. And there's no pride. That's yeah. why this year, the NHL, they gave the winning team a million bucks. And so it's like, it's just enough money to make them care a little bit. Yeah, but in the NHL, is their money guaranteed? Because in the NBA, their money is guaranteed, right? All money is guaranteed. Oh, one thousand percent. I mean, in the game, yeah. they gave they gave like the winner a million yeah. bucks, and they gave the skills <clears throat> competition winner a million bucks. So it's like, okay, you know, it's a little bit of it's a little bit of chase. You know, it's yeah, like obviously money. nobody wants to be injured, but it's like the, you know the NFL money is not guaranteed. So like for them to get hurt in the Pro Bowl, it's like yeah, no, we're not going. But baseball, NBA, hockey their money's guaranteed. I mean, well, I know you don't want to is... get hurt. You don't want to get hurt. I'm not saying that I'm not advocating for anyone getting hurt. I'm just advocating for like a good game. The answer is this. And I really do think Let's this. I'm not, I'm not cracking wise or anything. I, I, first of all, we have that, uh, the latest iteration of the match. I think it's this weekend, like the, the foursome, you know, pairs. Well, and golf it, and, oh, I was it, it was already? Monday. I think it was already know. Monday. I, see I didn't watch it. It, it's captivated our nation once again. <laughs> yeah, here's how yeah. here's how it would be great is if the participants had to pony up a million dollars of their own loot. That would be dynamite. And I think you could act. And, and I know people say, well, the leagues would never support that. But obviously the leagues are now in bed with all the, the gambling outlets. And so I think it's a short jump from here to there. How about this, Bartnick? One-on-one -on -one tournament in the NBA. Now they would care. And you know what? Even if there weren't, their own money involved. But if you want to add that extra layer, it'll be even juicier. Imagine if it were Mickelson versus Tiger and they both had a million on the line uh, over a putt. Or imagine if you said 
to the best guys in the hey Durant. Let's see, uh, let's see you take down uh Zion here. You know, one on one, first to eleven. Mickelson and Tiger definitely have a million on the line whenever they play. It's just not public. Uh, <laughs> but I and I do think one on one or two on two is very fun, very interesting. I think in the NBA it's harder because these guys don't want to be embarrassed. You know, they're like they, I think NBA, NBA players don't ever play. want to look silly. We can't get NBA guys to play in the regular season. Exactly. Force them to play an all-star game. <laughs> I think it's more fun to have, like, if you're going to have an NBA all-star game, have them play golf or hockey or baseball. Like, have them play something they never get to play, and then we get to watch that, right? And the same with with football. Like, when they have the longest drive, challenge in at the pro bowl it's so funny because these guys have never hit a golf ball before sarah what you're describing is because you're too young of course to have seen it live the greatest <laughs> tv show i i mean for real like top i know three favorite i TV know what you're gonna time. say the superstars superstars lynn swan owning the optical course Yes, Lynn Swan versus Tony Dorsett was heaven for for uh, child Dave. I was like the the two the pit guy versus the Steeler guy for all the marbles. But they they it's exactly what they would do, Tiana. Every week, the the re, you can't do it now because contracts and such get uh-huh. in the way. You would never get the best at the actual best players. LeBron wouldn't be there, obviously, and Christian McCaffrey and so on. But if you could actually get that going, it would be the greatest television event bar none if you had the actual like five best players in 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 our leagues play each other in exactly what you're describing like it was literally closest to the pin it was a sprint contest and crap like that it was the best then like let's just get rid of the nba all-star game and just have them do the mass singer but all instead of the dunk contest (laughs) we have those guys judging who is the player singing this song Connect that's four, way more right, entertaining stuff like that. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. a fun idea. That's a, I mean, that's a it's neat idea. It's really just for the sponsors and for the host city to make a bunch of money and to shell yeah. it out to to the arena to like, hey, if you build a new arena, we guarantee you, you know, four hundred million dollars of extra revenue that year. That's all it's really for. And you know, and it's on you know a, a day when there's no regular football or you're not used to watching college basketball yet. So, oh my god, you might trick in you know, a couple million people to watch it, but that's all it's really for, you know, and yeah, every year we get upset about it, but it's been garbage since, you know, since yeah. like the eighties. But it's um, also very interesting to me, like why, like, and I know that Shaq, you are like so adamant about outdoor, like no domes in cold cities for football, but like Buffalo is building a new stadium, but they will not get a Super Bowl because it's outdoors. They didn't make a dome. So you build a new stadium and you spend all that money and you don't even have like the the opportunity to close the roof. I get it from a civic standpoint that it lets you bring in big concerts and a home for Taylor Swift when she's making her (laughs) run and all that. I get all that. I mean, I'm just saying from a pure football perspective, you give away your home field advantage when you're the Buffalo Bills or the Minnesota Vikings or Detroit Lions or otherwise, and some Sunbelt team comes up to you and like, it's going to be climate control. No advantage uh, uh, available to all of us. And there's less of a buy-in from the locals. And I stand by that. And I know Lions fans were enthused, but there is a different level to being out there when it's zero degrees and you're out there with all the players out there in that experience. It is a singular experience. And I really do 
get from Bartnick that he's one of those guys I talk all the time about don't just survive, live. I don't do a great job of it doing that myself, but Bartnick, I get the vibe, lives. And so does your crew. You guys go to Bill Burr and the aforementioned Kent Brown and this collective. You guys spend your money to go and see these, go to, go to the places where you need to see a game once in your life, right? I mean, you guys basically do sports fans bucket list kind of stuff all the time, it seems to me. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Like, I mean, I've been to the big house. I've been to the, been to the swamp. I've been to the sugar bowl. I've been to the Rose bowl 15 years. Uh, the single greatest experience. And this is, you know, really kind of tough to say, cause I've been to some, you know, Steeler playoff games in the seventies. And I saw we are family and I saw game five in Pittsburgh and I saw the Kings win the cup on the ice. I saw that Michigan Rose bowl this year was amazing. Duke Carolina at Duke. Coach K, Roy Williams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the greatest thing I've ever been a part of. That was, was like, number one. Wow. It's it's a different experience. I don't want to, and there's a guy, I won't say his name, who's done a billion more fun things than me. And I mean, he, he saw Zeppelin on the reunion. You know, he mm -hmm. said that was one of the three or four greatest things he's ever, he's ever been to. I, we yeah. got to do the full list because I'm not prepared off the top of my head to do shows i did see nirvana and smashing pumpkins once uh in in the same venue in chicago as they were on the rise that was a pretty good one um in terms of music but yeah i mean i saw lemieux's goal in game one of 92 against the blackhawks with 10 seconds left and then i traveled to chicago um with uh, my pal bob michael got me a ticket in standing room in chicago stadium and i saw 66 hold that oh up see, over yeah would well, that be number one yeah, I, I, mean, if I, I, I barely that. could make it out through the tears in my eyes, but it was it was something. Yeah, see, I've never had well, that. Greatest day of my life. Greatest day of my life. Then the birth of my favorite child. Then the birth of my second favorite child. Then the uh, Troy Palomalu pick six against Flacco. Then the birth of my third favorite <laughs> child. <laughs> I don't want to, but yeah, Tiana, what's the greatest sporting event you've attended? I mean... I mean, I think the the national championship where the Bulldogs beat TCU two years ago, like sixty four to seven, I think <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, pretty good. One of the greatest games I've ever been to was Rams Chiefs that went into like double overtime. I think Ooh, and it was fifty four yeah. fifty one, and it was just like scoring back forth, back forth. That was when Goff was still on the Rams, so that was pretty. Amazing. I was in the end zone. I was right in the corner of the end zone and I was taking a selfie of myself like that. I was doing this. Uh, that's what a selfie is taking a selfie of oh, myself. Where I you go? think I redundant. Oh, I, was you, doing, okay. I was doing mm -hmm. one of these jobs with the field mm -hmm. behind me and literally I was seeing like doing like making sure I got it. And there's a flash of yellow over my shoulder. And I realize it's Gerald Everett running towards me with the football scoring the game winning touchdown and Ooh. i'm literally on the white and so he runs into out of the end zone and and there is an embarrassing picture of me <laughs> like he's right there i'm like wow like high five and and uh and he left me hanging hmm. so that is uh the national championship game was out in sofi which is a remarkable stadium and yeah. living proof that a dome does not keep you from the elements. Yeah. It rained it so rained. hard. Oh, yeah. I was drenched going to that game and uh -huh. just got drenched 
believe yeah. in that game so hard. I was what the whole time. It was like, and that game was. But weren't they just the tears of TCU fans? It wasn't like actual rain. It just I, felt like rain. I got to admit, I'm an SEC loyalist, but I just mm-hmm. bet. I, I bet the underdog just to cover because I just wanted, yeah. you know, just just to put some money on it. I turned <laughs> around cover. and gave my bookie the money like in the, in the first quarter. <laughs> like, Wait a second. Why are you an push. SEC? You just why would you be an SEC loyalist? Because I love the SEC. It reminds me of football the way I grew up enjoying football where everybody hits outside linebackers are felons. They want to hurt <laughs> you. And you you run the ball on third and two. It's on five wide, and then <laughs> it doesn't matter how good you your be out of the gun. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter how do good your quarterback is. It's like it's like in the NFL. If you don't have one of the four or five best quarterbacks, every week is a three and a half hour torture fest. Yeah, in the in the SEC, it doesn't matter. We're gonna run. We're gonna play defense. We're gonna play ten seven, and every game gets close in the third quarter. And I've sat in so many hotel rooms, and you know, in the Saturday afternoon, and I call it the Vern game, and it would just be the best on CBS. Those hot Southern bells in the stands crying or cheering, it'd just be the best. It's it's what football is all about, and that's and we go to we pick almost one. Usually we go to the SEC game, and I, I just. Love that brand of football. It, it it means so much. It's when people cared about football. I'm hoping to go. So the Bra- the Braves, the Bulldogs are playing Texas this year in Austin. Ooh. So it should be. It's in October. It should be like game of the year for them for sure. A real test on both sides of the ball to kind of see. And since yours is coming back this year, it's like kind of our way of seeing like if we had played them this last year in the playoff would we have kicked that and i think we would have but i, I didn't um, think we were we should have gone but i think carson beck's gonna win the heisman this year i keep saying it still hmm. think so oh he what did he just get a ferrari or something something that oh, yeah, a, a, college, a, a student athlete shouldn't be able to afford you would think i'm all for oh, it who did Tony Dorsett uh, had a nice card pit <laughs> a lot of those guys made out pretty good um, yeah, Cam they, Cam Newton took a pay cut when he went to the NFL. We all know that. Uh, listen, we got to get Bartnick back. We'll talk yeah. about uh, we'll talk about Fitzgerald Fieldhouse and those good times. <laughs> and that's, that's a whole nother chapter. I went to Pitt to get Pitt season tickets because I love the Big East and Jerome Lane. <laughs> I mean, lasted a semester and a half, but it was a good run. I mean, I mean, Pitt Big East basketball is was like my second favorite thing ever, really. In sports, that <laughs> that 10, 10 year run when it was the absolute best before ESPN ruined it and got all these stupid teams in there that don't deserve to play Biggie's basketball, and then the Catholic kids had to run and hide. When it Here's was an underrated, same- underrated sports day in my lifetime that I still think back to, and I, it gives me angst legitimately here in twenty twenty four. Random March. Pitt gets upset by Vanderbilt in the tournament. Mm. The two say they should have gone to the final four that year. Then that night, I'm like, okay, I have a hunch that the Pens are going to beat the Flyers in Philly tonight when they couldn't beat them for 10 years. And they were up 2 nothing, and they lost the game 4-2. to I, that, that day plagues me as a sports fan. But okay, here's something else that plagues me before we let you go, Bartnick. And I want to see if you can play Peacemaker here. I am the, the junior ad exec in the elevator and Bill Burr is Don Draper, 
and I say something snarky or whatever to Draper and Draper looks at me and says, I don't think about you at all. That was the exchange <laughs> I had with Bill Burr a couple few years ago. Ken Brown said, oh, Bill Burr is a, like, you know, he'll come in, he'll talk. He's a big sports fan. It'll be great. And then I talked to our mutual pals, Randy Bauman and Bill Crawford. And um, and they said, like, oh, Burr's a great guy. You'll 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 get on with him famously. Yeah, he's a, he'll, you, you guys are he, obviously he's infinitely funnier than you. But, you know, he, he you know, um, is a likable fella. Only thing. Don't bring up off Samuel. Sims right. So I, I'm sorry if I stepped over. He doesn't over you, think that's yes, funny. That's the number. There's like four or five arguments you'll never win. You, why did I, I, I? But like, why would you tell? Why would you tell me that? Like, why would? Why would I bring that up? 20, 30, 40 years later, maybe I might have stumbled into it. But now you planted the seed, and so now I have to bring it up to Bill Burr. And what's further, I have to bring it up to him before we talk about anything else. He brings it up once he once every couple of months to me just to make sure I you know just he still got it. I know, but <laughs> never then, but then I did, and then it was like he was delightful and insightful and funny and everything else. But I couldn't help but feeling like he just legitimate. And I'm not making a joke. He didn't like me because I told him like Crawford and Bauman told me don't bring this up, and I brought it up, and and you could feel his energy was like kind of brings that up. Then you know I don't <laughs> like that, so why'd you bring it up? Can you mend oh. that? I know he doesn't care, but will you let him know that I feel sad about that? Even though I don't think it was a cheap shot. I don't think it was. A, I don't think Alf was doing anything dirty on that play. It was well, bad, yeah, bad. You know, I, you, you know, I mean, two gladiators went at it and one guy came away the winner and one guy didn't, you know, that's, that's the way that went down. You know, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> thing though, but that is his Adam Graves. You know, they have Adam Graves Jersey retired and oh, he's the saint of New York and, I wouldn't save him from a fire. I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't save him from if he was drowning in a puddle, you know, I mean, so, wow. you know, it, it, he has his hatreds. I have my hate, you know, that's his guy. So when you bring, it's never going to, he's never going to forgive you for that. Okay. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I, I guess I have to, I have to deal with that. No, um, I, I shouldn't say that. Not forgive you. I mean, he, he, he's never going to get over that argument, you know, like he's right. He just, it, that he hates that guy. And you know what the difference is between the Rags and the Pittsburgh Penguins and all these and the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins and everybody else? Lemieux gets his wrist broken, dirty style, hatchet job. Who picked up the pieces and made it still work? 68 Yarmir Yager. The circle is complete in this conversation, <laughs> but we have to have another one. Just one word answer here, one name answer, because you're required to weigh in on this. Who do you want the Steelers starting quarterback to be in 2024? Not Kenny Pickett. <laughs> fair, fair. Joe Barton. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, you know, I want, I want to be cool with him. He's, he's from Pitt. I did not like his attitude whatsoever when he got benched. What did you learn on the bench? Agree. Nothing. Uh, dude, you like supposedly went to college. You're 25 years old. Uh, you know, if, if my, if, if, if my 12 year old daughter said that I would have corrected her. I just didn't like that at all. And the way he fought, I mean, the, the worst is the Pittsburgh media, the, the, the blowhards, the Steeler fanatics, the fans who are in the media that think Kenny Pickett could somehow be Brock Purdy. Oh, Brock Purdy. Look, he looks like Kenny Pickett. The only time Brock Purdy looked like Kenny Pickett was when he was on the ground. He got sacked. <laughs> what about <laughs> Russell Wilson? There's his, his wife would never live in Pittsburgh. So that would never, 
people Russell. say that, and I, 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 it was the same thing when Brady was leaving Foxborough. I'd be like, I mean, do you really think that's a possibility? And by the way, I wouldn't want that either. I would not want Tom Brady to play savior to the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we've talked about. Um, I'm not I, I as would, down I on Pickett as you are, back. but I hear you. What's but he's that? not going to come back, you know, because the way they treated him. It, why he would be he would be dumb to come back, but mm-hmm. I, you know. He he saved Christmas. He saved the over under bet for the season, which was my big cheer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who do you want, Shaq? Who do you want? Well, I, I what I want them to do is to flood the zone. Into I mean, like the idea. That's a one that, word answer. That's a I good know. one word answer. I know. Well, listen, I I, I, <laughs> I what I hope happens is that they. And I do think people can make their jokes about Zach Wilson and the Jets allowing him to seek a trade. I think another name that it, that that is perceived to be on the talent level or greater than Mason Rudolph's enhances the chances of Mason Rudolph getting back in that locker room. And I just think the Steelers need to flood the zone at the position unless they're going to swing for the fences and trade up to get Jaden Daniels, which I it would be really hard for them to do. But I don't discount that they would do it just because they haven't done it over the last 50 years. Omar Khan approaches it differently than his predecessors do. So the chance that the Steelers might trade the 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 the, the get in the way rhetoric of like, well, that's not something the Steelers would ever do, Yin. So we'll grow up. It's like, well, how do you we know, know what they would do? There's a whole you know new who regime. you guys should go after and who you can get without trading up is Bo Nix. You should go after Bo Nix. Bo Nix has played in every single game. He played in the playoff games that he didn't need to play off. He played in the senior bowl. He's going to be throwing at the combine. Like he represents a hard worker, just like everybody in the town of Pittsburgh, just like gritty. I'll be there. I don't care if I'm hurt. I don't care that I might get injured. I don't care that this might make me look bad. I'm going to fight and throw and fight and throw. And that's you guys. Like that's a great Why don't you take him then if you love him? I would love to take him. Oh, okay. I would love to take him. I don't, but I think we're getting fields. I think the Falcons I are getting it, fields. So it does we're not like taking a quarterback him. until like the fourth or fifth round. I like, and Pembex. I think you'll get Bo Nix. I love Penix. I, 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 I wanted another left-handed quarterback in Atlanta that can run. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> and this thought, one that I likes thought, dogs. Oh, I like Pen. I, I thought Penix was, was sweet. You know, he had a little rough outing oh, at the end, but, um, you yeah, know, his I mean, his injury history is the only thing that I think is like a little bit scary because he had a knee injury. It wasn't, you know, and, you know, which is significant when you need somebody who can scramble. But I think he throws a great ball. I think the mar- I think the bargain uh, in this QB draft is uh, is Spencer Rattler. You SEC wants mm-hmm. yeah. him. And, sure. um, you know, if you think about at Oklahoma and that's like a, a Heisman level competition Mm -hmm. literally with the guys that he was up against so then he moves on and goes to the game cox and that's a tough spot in the sec with those defenses and the lack of talent to compete with george and bam and everybody else and he fared reasonably well and i'm a pedigree snob and that arm remains live and that That is that is it though dave he played in the sec he's used to professional football that's mm-hmm. the thing. Kenny played in the ACC. They played Clemson, mm-hmm. and then you know, uh, uh, you know, and then they played mm-hmm. DeVry. You know, I mean, yeah. I want someone that's actually beat somebody like Pembix. He's beaten a bunch of good teams. I there's mm-hmm. a damning stat about 
about Pickett were something where like, since they invented the forward pass, since like Sammy <laughs> Baugh, he ranks like dead last in quarterback, like touchdown ratio. Like everybody, not like, oh, for ten, everybody since Newt Rockney, he's last. How did mm-hmm. they stick to him being the starter? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. Well, yeah, I yeah like- I, it's hard to, but go ahead, Tiana. Like a guy that like fits the city and, you know, to me, like Josh Allen is such a great example of a guy that like nobody knew about, like no one was really talking about him in the draft, but he's this like run and gun backyard football kind of guy, which is like perfectly fitting for Buffalo and the city, you know? And I feel like when you, when you think of Pittsburgh, like I don't think of Kirk Cousins playing in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Like I think of like this, like hardworking rugged, you know, Penix is somebody that got beat up the whole year and he still aired it out. Rattler always down. Nobody counted on him. He was by far the best quarterback that Georgia played last year. And that is including Alabama in the SEC championship. Like I think Rattler was one of the best quarterbacks last year. Um, So I think you're right about that, Dave, but I, I think for my money, if I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I want Penix or Bo Nix. <laughs> That's so funny that they both have Nix. I think Rattler, it's wild you know? that we have two Nixes like this. Yeah. I think it, we don't talk about it at all. And they're Why? both 28 or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, like, here's but what won't happen, Bo though. I can say this. Auburn before he went to Oregon. But they wouldn't draft you know I mean? Penix so. or Nix and start either one of those guys. That It would definitely – that what that would announce is Kenny Pickett is definitely our guy – for this year, whereas if it was Mason Rudolph, then you might actually have a competition. And I do think that, like I've said uh, a, a million times now, in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes is Thanos, and Josh Allen's team has not been a- as great as he yeah. is, has not been able to get around him. And neither is Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson. And Joe Burrow is maybe the kryptonite there, but no one else has provided the evidence that you have the formula or specifically the QB who can work around that Mm -hmm. chief's dynasty. And so maybe you do, you you know, you zig against the zag of the rest of the conference and you just try to bully them up. And that's, I I think that's really what they're going to try to do. I think they're going to look out for if Byron Murphy of Texas falls in the draft, watch the Steelers take him at number 20, the big defensive tackle. If they don't Mm -hmm. do that, maybe another one of those big physical corners out there, or maybe a center. What they're going to try to do is physically beat, up these teams that have the superhero quarterbacks, but you still got to score 24 points. And that's the problem. And that's the problem. You know, I, I mean, Cincinnati's backup quarterback, too many guys come off the bench and throw down their jacket and are better than Kenny Pickett. You're like, Mm where'd this guy come from? Where'd this guy come from? You know, it's like, it doesn't take much to be better than Kenny Pickett. And to me, Joe Burrow is, he he's not Mahomes, but he's the next best quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I yeah. the but only also the, Herbert with the new, you know, with um what's his name? Harbaugh as his coach. Come on. I I, I would put money on them winning the AFC championship. This oh, year. then do it. Do it. It's I available am. to you, Tiana. Go ahead to. and bet it. I'm okay. Drive to Vegas. We can't do it here because of our politics. I got I'm gonna make I am gonna say you can I'm gonna the street, bet but them. you can't uh, vote. I mean you can't yeah. bet. I could get them to, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take them to get to the AFC championship, not win it. Okay. That's a fun one. Um, mm-hmm. 
Anyway, listen, I could, I, I could go on and on with this conversation. No, no, no. They're, they're, this is a delightful uh, uh, trio, myself not included in that. You two are delightful. Um, but yeah. uh, but anyway, Bartnick, great thanks for joining us, man. Let's do it again, maybe even as soon as next month so we can kind of get emotionally right for March Madness because I can tell that uh, you have some good tales to tell there. In the meantime, make sure you're getting your tickets. Speaking of March Madness, March 12th, Zanies in Nashville, and then the next day, Chicago, Illinois. Um, Joe Bartnick will be there, and make sure you're checking out Puck Off, the great this and very funny podcast there. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. We didn't even talk any hockey. <laughs> I know. Listen, we got what well, we talked. We, 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 we got distracted. We, we could have done, a, you know, let me just say this to you, Bartnick. I'm going to send it to you offline. I, because I'm a dork, I make my lists, and I my lit, my favorite list of all time is the greatest position groups by franchise in all of sport. Guess who's number one? The Pittsburgh Penguins center Iceman. Yeah, they're not, not LA Lakers centers, not Dodgers pitchers, not Packers or 49ers quarterbacks stack up to the greatness of Lemieux and Sidney Crosby and Ronnie Francis and all and the rest. Malkin. Look at that. Look at that. You see it's Tiana, it's are you jealous? Yankee center field. Barry. It's Yankee center field. It's in the list. It's on the list, Bartnick. Tiana's cobbler. Let's see what her Kings put together. What kind of list they have. They need to get back to the purple and gold before anything else. All right, Bart, Nick. Thanks, man. We appreciate you. Thank you guys. Seriously. It's an ultimate pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, I'll, I'll do it anytime. I, I'll talk. That's my, that's why my wife hates me. Cause I'll talk hockey no matter what. <laughs> okay, but, but, yeah. but talk to Bill Burr. Tell him like, you know, like I'm not sorry that all, what all did what he did. And I don't think it was that dirty or anything, but like, just as a as a, as a human being, I felt bad. That was poor oh yeah, form. no, no, he's cool. And, and plus, you know, he yeah. loves that a little bit. He, he loves he loves he loves stirring it up. You know, he you know he, he loves, does. He's like I get in arguments with he him. He likes to stir it up. He likes all to stir the time. It up. Yeah, we got in an argument on Christmas Eve Eve at Madrigal's house about Michigan. I don't know <laughs> oh, if he forgave me, but yeah, we were like shouting. <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's make peace here. Let's make let's use this show for good. Get Bill Burr on here so I can issue a formal <laughs> no. Why not? No. If you sit with him for an hour, you have to. There'll be another fight. Don't worry about. It. Yeah. No. You would, you would apologize and, and run the other way. Yeah, I'm not um, apologizing for how I feel. All ever. right, Bart. Bart, Nick, you're great. Tiana, Bye. should we wrap it up here? That's all we. That's yeah. all we need to talk about. Bye, here, Joe. Bye, right? bye. You can. Happy here birthday, goes, Joe. Thanks. You look. You look amazing for 29. I swear to oh, God. Oh, thanks. 29 times two. Good okay. Stash I don't. Too, by the way, you know, right? Am I right? Good that's stash. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good stash. Yeah. I mean, Georgie Peros level. He's prime goon. And now a quick break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Last night, as I'm watching the Kings game, I see that they brought back Trevor Lewis, who I think Mm -hmm. is older than me, right? (laughs) He's like, but he played for the Flames too. And then, uh, and I think he played for the Flames when I was a fan. Anyway, it was good. I'm going to stick with the Kings. I'm going to stick with the Kings. And um, I'm still going to be a Kopitar and Drew Doughty fan. Like I started with their being fans of them. And I think Quentin Byfield is really fun. So. Andre. Andre. I always see him at this, this uh, restaurant called Poncho's in Manhattan beach. Cause you know, so many of the Kings live down there. I've eaten and, Poncho's um, and, and, uh, yeah. and gotten drunk in the bar right next door to it, which is where they took the Stanley cup when they won it one of those two uh-huh. times, or maybe both of those times. All their jerseys are hanging there. I run into them in the off season a lot. And usually their wives are, more hammered than them, and they tell me about how they all got pregnant after they won the cup. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's a good time. That's a good time to celebrate. <laughs> um, all right, listen, it all was right. a gay time. I expected yeah. nothing less, and uh, Bart Nick delivered. Um, Tiana will revisit your interest in hockey one week from today. Everybody in the meantime. Get out there. Check out all the great content on the Extra Points Network. Um, Hench and I chopped it up earlier in the week, and then we have another episode coming for you. And most importantly, shout out to our guy, Toby Mergler, uh, and all that uh, his family's dealing with right now. We hope and trust um, for the best upcoming here. Looking forward to getting some good news on that front. And uh, with that said, for everybody at the Extra Points Network, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. (laughs) 